Welcome to the What's Our Verdict Podcast. We fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Matson Heiner. <laughs> it's the greatest start to a podcast. He still doesn't realize he's on mute. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I was on mute because our <laughs> listeners that will listen to this on the podcast or come across this live, I was going to do something cool with my hands. And then I actually said Cinemagic like we end our podcast, like JJ says. Long story short, this is the real Ginge, better red than dead, Matson. But wow, that was rough. That was real rough. Only for you. That was absolutely hilarious. I'm sure there's a TikTok coming out of that. <laughs> Probably. Several. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and Alec Bird. Oh, let's get it. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like button, uh, bell notification, all that fun stuff. That, that, Maybe I need to retire. Dude, that was great, man. Yeah, go ahead and hit all those buttons so you know when to keep up with us. Uh, we are live, so we appreciate you tuning in live. Uh, for those that will t- tune in, those listening after the fact, we appreciate that too. Um so yeah, we're here to talk about the House of the Dragon season one, episode two. Um, yeah, it uh, continued the story. I will say, and I want to start with this: the one thing. So Alec asked me right before you jumped on, Matt, and how I'm feeling about this show, and I'm feeling okay as of now. But I think the one thing that it has going for it is versus the other. We talked about this last episode when we talked about the first episode that. There's not there's no ambiguity when you're when you're converting material from a book to a show. And especially ones like the the original books of for the Game of Thrones, the original series, there is no ambiguity. You're either following the the source material or you're not. This source material, the good news for them about it is there's a lot of ambiguity because it's a very open book. It's not like the detail is there. It's not like they get down into the nitty-gritty of you know, tons and tons of detail. It's more of like a historical account that they get from three different points of view that were there. So one of them is named Mushroom. He's the court jester for Viserys. One of them is a uh, one of the Septas, and she was on the green side more often than not. So she was very close to Alicent Hightower. And then the third is a is a maester who was close with Rhaenyra Targaryen. So you have these three points of view that one maester from old town gets together and takes those points of view and puts them into a historical record of the targaryen family at this time so what we run into is you have a lot of points and like they're showing in the show we just jumped six months in one episode right so it happens throughout this book what that does is it leaves it open to i say all that to get to the point that the crab feeder is badass looking and he gets like a page and a half in the book if that like it's a paragraph and a half i think is all he gets in the book. And it's just to mention the part where we saw at the end of this episode where Damon and Corliss Valerian say, Hey, we need to team up and take out this dude because he's causing problems and it's our chance to kind of stand out. So they talk about this, take this fight in the, the stepstones and against the crab feeder. And, but that's it. Like they don't talk about detail. So they have all this ambiguity where, they're not wrong with whatever they say. They're creating new canon in a way. But that, that is have. what 
a TV movie adaptation where a book can, because it's so long that you get there's so much stuff, a rather cool thing that probably is visually dope in which what we're seeing is, I'd love to hear more about that. So I love that you called that out, Jage. But I mean, this, yeah, I mean, I didn't know if you could death by crabs, but it sure looks horrible. Well, first he nails them to pieces <laughs> of driftwood. Yeah. Oh. On a beach. So not only are you nailed to a piece of driftwood but you're getting hit by salt water sometimes you're soaking in salt water sometimes you're laying out in a beach drying out and all the while crabs which are like the locusts of the sea they'll eat anything they so yeah you're and they like meat they like it of meat but i think that's a smart adaptation where something they probably came across like we can make this look dope and uh, I'm excited for that because honestly, episode two, as we'll talk about, I don't think it was bad. I think it was a, a setup for more of the action stuff that I'm very much wanting to see. And again, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but I uh, am very intrigued for next episode because I think I'm going to get more of the the action that I'm looking for. Um, but I got to be honest, for me, that doesn't know the the good and the bad necessarily. Game of Thrones, like so far, from what I'm experiencing. I mean, for the first two episodes, I think, again, the character development is where I'd expect it to be. Uh, some of these characters and what they're trying to finagle. I love just the ethical lines that these people are trying to jump over and cross and things. And I guess that's probably what Game of Thrones is really well known for. So far, from an outsider learning more about this universe, I mean, I'm liking it. Yeah. Oh, I love that they kind of took this episode to show just why Viserys is a summer king, as they kind of <laughs> coined him, and all the little itty bitty things that he does that, you know, proves that he's a soft king or a weak king, but it, it, he doesn't get it, right? Um, so the whole thing where he thinks he's wise by not uh, rushing off to the stepstones, um, you know, because nobody knows what could be there. It could be a trap. He's got dragons. Yeah. <laughs> And way more than you would, because right now we've only seen two, right? Like you've seen Caraxes, Damon's dragon, and we've seen uh, Cyrax, Rhaenyra's dragon. But at this time, there's like something like a dozen or more dragons, if I remember right from the book. Plus, there's a bunch that are hatched later in this family story. So, I mean, it's not like he's got two dragons. Yeah. Well, yeah. even two dragons. dragons. Yeah, yeah, but like but the free cities don't have a shot. This is yeah. clearly why they're in power, and he's not super worried about an uprising. As I take it, because I can see in the first episode when they light the the grave of his his wife and his unborn son or born son, I should say, and then you can just see the power. Even the promos for the next one, I'm like, I, I don't know <laughs> if any of these people necessarily have a chance. And it makes sense to me why the Targaryens are in power for as long as they have been and i guess will be because to an extent how do you how do you beat that you can't <laughs> yeah well and that's if anything the game of thrones showed us it's that one dragon can cause some serious serious damage so so help me understand this and outside because it's funny i've read a lot of fantasy books and dragons are bonded to humans in different ways how does it work in um, the, the Game of Thrones universe. It looks like you are, when you're born, you are given a dragon egg in the house of Tigger, and that's born with you, and you bond that way. But I, how does how is it actually done? 
Yeah, so that part of the reason they do that is because dragons are volatile. Um, and, and one of the things that they talk about and something that they don't mention is when a dragon dragons are long lived in this universe. And so like you saw the size of that skull that was it, they were standing in the first episode. Well, that's that's Valerian uh, the Black Dread. And he was the dragon to give you a sense of the age. We're now in well, what is it? A hundred. I think it's one hundred and ten after the Aegon takes over. Right. So that was the dragon that Aegon rode when he conquered Westeros. So we've now seen X amount of Kings and the current Viserys is the last rider of Balerion, the black dread. So he rode that same dragon that oh. Aegon, the conqueror rode. So that gives you an idea of the age. So there's two things to consider with the dragons. The first is they put these eggs in the, in the cradle so that if they hatch and a lot of times they hatch, that means that they're a true Targaryen. There's a lot of rumors and things like that. So that's one of the ways that they, they honor the Targaryen bloodline. The second piece is, is that the babies, and we see this in the original game of Thrones, they attach themselves to humans very quickly. Just like any animal, if you get them young enough, they'll, they'll attach and then you're good to go. But the problems that they ran into a lot of times was when a dragon rider would die and the dragon was still there. It's kind of a waste without a rider. So you would have these bold Targaryen men that would try, or in women that would try to tame this dragon for their own and become a rider of these famous dragons. And sometimes they didn't walk away from trying to tame these dragons. Um, Balerion, I believe was known to have killed over a dozen people trying to ride him before uh, other riders after Aegon were able to. Wow. So it's it's not a pleasant experience a lot of times for these guys to try to get on the back of a dragon that's had a rider previously and they, their rider's dead. They actually, it talks about their, they get pretty grumpy for a while after their riders die. Um, so it should be interesting. And then they talked about uh, Lena, the daughter of uh, Corliss, talked about Vagar, which was also one of the original dragons to take over. That was one of Aegon's sisters dragons. So she's very, Vagar is very old. Um, and depending on how they decide to tell this story, we may say, see Vagar at some point during this series based on the story cool. that I know. So, yeah, that would be really cool. So is it mm-hmm. fair to say that some dragons are more powerful than other dragons? Oh yeah. 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 Cause they get bigger and like, so like Balerion, the black dread, nobody was going to take that dude on. Cause you saw the size of his head. So if you mm-hmm. think about how much bigger his skull even is like deteriorating skull, than Cyrax or Caraxes, like you see, well, they looked, the head looked as big as the dragons I saw. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where Blair and the black dread was the oldest dragon. He was the largest. That's why they called him the black dread. This is the guy, this is a dragon that, Flew up to to Winterfell after Aegon took the southern part of the of Winter of Westeros. Flew up to Winterfell and like this is a proud kingdom up there, as we learned. And he goes up to Winterfell, which is like grumpy old ice people in the north. Lands and they go, shit. And then they take a knee and go, we're good. We'll be part of the kingdom. Don't worry. Well, we were just that, joking. We were just joking. If, if, that, if that dragon decides to flame their city, like he's burning like. Almost this, I mean, not a probably like half a mile with every fire breath or something nuts like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, Rhaegar was no, or uh, yeah, Balerion was no joke. Like that dude is, he's a big old dragon. So yeah, and there, you know, and one of the things that comes about at the end of, and I don't know how. I'm very interesting, interested to see how they're going to continue the story because it's moving quick. Like you said, you skip six months. It looks like based on the preview for next episode, we're going to see Aegon. Uh, the why can I never remember this stupid girl's name? Uh, Renaris. No, the other uh, the Otto Hightower's daughter. Oh, Alice. Allison. Allison. God, why yeah. do I have a hard time with her name? Anyway, we see Allison's kid, Aegon, with the king is what it looks like to me. So we're skipping quick um, to the point of getting to the Dance with Dragons, Dance of Dragons. So I'm wondering if the Civil War is going to be season two that they just renewed this this show for. Because oh, it's officially been renewed after the first episode. It was like one of the largest uh, premiere episode watch on HBO. It was like might have been the largest HBO Max premiere mm. ever. And so they immediately renewed season two. So I'm wondering if, I mean, if they continue at the pace that they're at, I they're going to get to the Dance of Dragons season two, in my opinion, unless they stop for some more of this stuff that they can do that they fill in the blanks that we don't have in the book. I just can't see how we don't get to the actual Targaryen civil war at this point. So, but again, JJ, you sound somewhat intrigued because if you're talking, you're talking about a span of I think what you said like ten years. Last time we talked about this, where they can cover, and that's a lot of creative liberties with some loosely based story to get to something that is more defined, as I understand, which I think can work to their advantages. Um, the more that I think about it, yeah. Um, I think so too, and I like the dance with Dance of Dragons is that Civil War is so intriguing to me because there's and there there is a lot more material on it. So what we're watching right now is the build up to that point, and it the book that this is based on, Fire and Blood, moves really quickly through this section. When it gets to the Dance of Dragons, it slows down a bit because now we have family against family, dragon against dragon. Like th- this is where the dragons start to die off because they're having these mid-air battles with dragon against dragon and these dragons don't come out of it and neither do their riders which just happen to be princes and princesses and future kings and queens and so it's like every time a dragon goes down most of the time their rider goes down which is one less heir to the throne which is how we get to the point where there's like three targaryens left when we get to the robert baratheon's Mm big takeover at the start of game of thrones or or before the start of game of thrones because they've pretty much eliminated each other and then when they finally solve this civil war they do a bunch of dumb shit and have another civil war so it's just like these guys are just the most volatile family bloodline out there so there's a lot to cover but i've been really impressed and i think what really got me with this episode is i want to see more of the crab keeper that to me seems like a very interesting villain and storyline. And I hope they give it a full episode, maybe two, you know what I mean? I hope they take some of that Liberty to have, obviously we're going to see it in see in episode three, because we saw like the big battle. I hope episode four shows some more of it. Like I hope they elongate that and don't just make it a quick burn and turn to, because once we get past that, 
it's a lot more just family intrigue and drama than it is anything that's like wars and battles. It's just leading up to everybody waiting for Viserys to die. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. really what it gets to because Rhaenyra has kids. Alicent has kids. By the time we get to Viserys dying, some of them have had kids. So it's like, there is a lot of people that could take the, the iron throne. So I just, I'm curious as to what they're going to do. I can't imagine eight more episodes at the pace that they're running without bumping up into some serious content. So, Well, I wonder if they're going to do a couple almost like filler episodes. Mm. Um, for example, uh, like Damon took the gold cloaks out of King's Landing. Yeah. They're his own personal army. So right now there's no city watch in King's Landing. So I would like to see maybe something like, oh, there's rioting going on. You know, Viserys has another problem he has to tackle, which he's not going to tackle and pass off to somebody else. Yeah. Type of a thing. Because he just really likes to play with his minis. He's Dude. a D&D nerd. What? It's true. I'm a sucker for like the buddy call stuff like that like mini figures stuff like that you build little cities you know like little christmas towns and like warhammer stuff awesome <laughs> yeah we got it we got a great comment from david gold here just saw that. <laughs> so you're saying they're a bunch of assholes love this guy yeah so yeah that's that's pretty much they're a bunch of assholes like that's <laughs> yeah thanks dave thanks dave um but yeah i mean there's yeah one that castle of old valeria is bitching with all the then the dragon and it was cool um i so the dance with dragon starts in 129 ad or whatever it is after the takeover i can't remember ac after the conquering so we're currently Aegon is born, so Allison's kid that we saw in the preview is born in 107 AC. So we have 22 years till we get to the Dance of Dragons um, between those two. So there's a lot to get through there. But I, I'm with you, Alec. I hope they find some filler. I hope they find some exciting things to do. Now, again, there is a lot of intriguing things that happen that are more initial game of Thrones stuff, like the secret behind the scenes scheming. And like, there's battles between little kids. Like one of Rhaenyra's kids puts out one of Allison's kids eyes. Like it's yeah. Like it's, it's no joke. Like there's some pretty nasty stuff on the way if they choose to tell that story. But so I think there's a lot of intrigue, but I will say this too, on the flip side where everything that I liked was good. I still feel like I'm missing that piece. And I'm hoping next, like Mattson talked about with the battle and we see the dragon burning down some stuff. I'm hoping that there's something more that attaches me to this season and this show than I've seen in the first two episodes. I, I feel like there's been nothing in the first two episodes that really connects me to this show on a level that I'm like, I cannot wait to watch episode three and episode, you know what I mean? where that was always something with game of Thrones in the first three seasons at the very least, like I could not, it made me angry to have to wait a week to watch well, I don't think, more of it. They just haven't had anything like jaw dropping yet. You knew that uh, King Viserys was going to pick Allison. Like you knew that. I mean, once I saw how young uh, Lena was and where King Viserys was and how um, uh, 
Hightower had infiltrated her and was smart about it. He just knew I was going to happen. So it wasn't like, I don't think anyone yeah. was surprised. And so I, I just don't think there's anything that's just like a, a boom where we're like, wow, like whether it's visually or some twist in the plot. You knew Damien was going to do something stupid to piss off his brother. So I think everything to now is as kind of expected, which isn't bad, but we're waiting for more of these twists that Game of Thrones is kind of known for. And like you said, there's a pretty compelling villain that's coming up that looks interesting. I do have a question, though. Talk to me about Damien and this, the girl that he had standing there that they had that dialogue after where she's supposed to help him. I was a little confused on, maybe I missed it, I need to really listen to the, the dialogue, but what deal did they broker or what, what purpose is she serving for him? So that's something else that's not part of the book. So I'm not sure what her purpose is. I think, to be honest, this is like another edition because one of the things that they're really trying to do, and it's, it's the books, even the Game of Thrones books, puts women in the forefront quite often in this show and the books. And so I think she's an additional piece that gives an extra level of intrigue or, or depth to what's going on. Cause she's not mentioned. There's no uh, person like this that's mentioned within Damon's circle um, in the source material. So I think she's just an additional piece that's gonna, you know, be part of this because Damon is, uh, and we've heard he's married to uh, someone from the Vale. I can't remember her name. Um, and then he remarries after she dies to his cousin Lena, <laughs> the one we met in this episode. The she's twenty one or something when when he marries again, and he marries her. And then there's even more drama after all of that. So, but there's no mention of this person that's this so this is a new character and i think she's just added to kind of give someone that's driving some of damon's less than savory habits and and preferences and dealings she's going to be a part that drives him to create chaos or she's there for scenes where matt smith takes his shirt off that too yeah i mean there needs to be someone that drives us to get matt smith naked i mean (laughs) We've already seen his ass twice in this show, so it's fair. I just can't stand him and Rhaenyra's hair. It's just they still have. Oh, it's terrible. It, once you said that, JJ, every time. It's Sorry. Ah, like, it looks well, so bad. King of Series is just as bad. Yeah. Like it's just it's his is the least bad, but yeah, his is terrible. But that's I think, and I think part of that is because we know what Matt Smith looks like without it. So you can't help, but it messes with the vision, but it, I, they're still, they got to do better at the wig thing. I don't know what it is that they have so much problem. Like we just, we talk about this so many times on our podcast. It's when the more we can rely on CG, I know this is practical effects, but I feel like we've just gotten worse through the years. It's just, yeah. And there's there's less people, (laughs) there's less people that do these things well. And I just watched, I've been watching a show with my wife called uh, Glow, Glow Up or whatever on Netflix where these amazing makeup artists and such. But I feel like there's just less and less of that because we do more green screen stuff. And it's not like that looks that much better because you look at She-Hulk and you're like, well, well, that didn't really work either. Yeah. But the dragon, I will say, so far, CJ for that, I'm, in, I'm, I'm impressed. Not bad. I, I like that they made the noises like the roars and the and the calls different than the original dragons from Game of Thrones too from from Daenerys's three dragons they sound very different like some of the high pitched screech crook calls and then so I like that they've differentiated them instead of just using the same sound mix for that I thought that was a cool to give them some uniqueness to them and then Rhaenyra's moment though when she lands on Dragonstone 
and she like tells i loved like everybody parted for her freaking boss she, lady yeah and she walks through him and she's like mind yourselves my lord cyrax can be a little protective of me <laughs> i'm like yeah bitches don't mess with her like He'll eat you. <laughs> well, I, I did like that character because you can tell she's trying to figure out a way to carve her voice because after she got slighted with uh, making the recommendation to send the dragons in the first place and she got dismissed and she's like, well, I'm going to have to find another way. And she's just like, all right, F you. I'm just going to show up and do it. And then all King Viserys could do is yell at her and say, Why, why'd you go? You're too precious to die. And she's like, well, I did better than Hightower and I prevented bloodshed and that's kind of all he could say and laugh and and she's gonna keep doing it as she should because that's what's gonna get her to take claim on the throne one day potentially yeah and Hightower god the guy's annoying like and kudos to to Reese fans because he plays him outrageously annoying like I'm just like what what are you doing like why would you go there with like eight guys what do you what do you hope to accomplish by showing up to the most fortified location in the realm it's an island with a dragon based castle on an island what do you think you're gonna do like and he's got you imagine watch being one of those guys yeah you're like well shit yeah and i'm sure he's got a whole ship full of guys right but you're still not gonna take this island like if Damon decides to crush you, you're done. Why well, would he you... has a dragon, right? Because Hightower oh, doesn't. Yeah. So, but I'm assuming Damon could take control because he's a the brother of the king, and he could just show up and say, "Hey, I'm here." And then since he's there, it's kind of his till he leaves. So technically, it's supposed to be Rhaenyra's. So what happens is, is the heir to the Iron Throne is the rightful the Dragonstone is the rightful seat to the heir to the Iron Iron Throne. So when Aegon was ruling on at the Iron Throne, one of his two sisters that he was married to was typically living on Dragonstone. And then once he had a child and his heirs came, they inherited Dragonstone. Mm -hmm. And the heir lives on Dragonstone until it comes time for them to take the the Iron Throne. So by right and by, by part of the reason him going to Dragonstone is a problem is because that's supposed to be Rhaenyra's seat. She's supposed to be the princess of Dragonstone, is what they would call her. Or if he was a prince, it would be the prince of Dragonstone. So before she was named the heir, Dragonstone would have been Damon's seat because he would have been the prince of Dragonstone. So that's one of the issues is he's basically planted his ass on Dragonstone and said, yeah, you told me I'm not the heir, but you can bite me. Because he's an asshole. So that's why he's sitting there. But I did love, too, when Syraxes, his dragon, starts wailing over in the corner and kind of creeping towards the bridge. Hightower's like, put your damn swords away (laughs) before you get us crunched by a dragon. Yeah. Interesting show so far. I just, I'm hoping for more. More. Just that. Just more. It's been slow going right now. Just Yeah, I was going to say, the word comes to mind is it, it definitely was slow but it's acceptable, but I think I, I'm hopeful. The scene yeah. has been laid, things are going to heat up, and I'm just expecting more twists and drama and um, some things that are more in your face, and it looks like that's about to happen. I hope so, and I think that's going back to the last episode that we talked about. I mentioned that, so Game of Thrones, the very first episode, 
my father-in-law has been rewatching it. So he was talking about it in the very first episode. Sorry to ruin it for you, Matson, since you haven't watched it, but it's fine. Bran Stark gets pushed out of a tower window by, and he's like eight years old and he's climbing and he catches some incestual relationships happening with the queen and her brother. Who's the King's guard, one of the King's guard. And he pushes the kid out of like a, looks like a 10 story window. And he falls and doesn't die, but he's in a coma, basically. So that's how the first episode ends. So it's slow. And even a lot of Game of Thrones had slow episodes, but they set up the slow with these holy shit moments, like a kid getting pushed out of a castle window and seemingly falling to his death. So that when it comes time for it to be slow, you have something that's holding on to you, right? You're like, yeah, but what about Bran? What about this? Are they going to catch Jamie? Are they going to find out he did it? Are they going to find out that he's boning his sister? It, you know what I mean? There's all these things that are hanging out. And right now we don't really have much of That's that. That's what JJ is saying. He's missing the incest. Is yeah, I just need, well, I mean, yeah, that'll well, come that's later. The, <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of that to come. That's what you get when you have such great source material, though. And JJ said, like, we're they're kind of flying on their own. Um, so I'm I'm just hoping they don't skip ahead too far and we miss out on, you know, some really good content because they're just trying to get to the end. Yeah. And then we're going to end up with, you know, two seasons of great content, but then they move on to something else. It's going to be garbage. Yeah. Like I would love to see, they mentioned it. I would love to see the Iron Islands start raiding oh. in the north. Yeah. Um, and you got the free cities who could be a problem. And so if they, you know, I would love to see a couple episodes where they take time to see just how much of the Seven Kingdoms uh, are getting chipped away because Viserys is, you know, preoccupied with uh, mm -hmm. his tournaments and everything like that and showing just kind of that unrest that happens in Westeros so frequently. Yeah. To set us up for that Dance of Dragons and a reason for the Civil War. Yeah, agreed. And I think we'll see a lot of the kids stuff. So, because there is an older version of Rhaenyra coming as well as Allison. So we're going to see, and I assume that's when their kids are older. And so what really, where all the fun really comes is when this doughhead Viserys King who wants everybody to play nice is so, so thick. He doesn't see that the two sides of his family hate each other and they've taken a stand against each other for the throne and so he's so dumb that he brings them all together for these things of these pieces of court. And he says, play nice. And he makes them hug each other and be all nice to each other and think that's going to fix the problem. And then everybody leaves court and we got kids cutting eyeballs out and we got people riding dragons and killing other. I mean, and so that's what I'm excited for is if we get to see these young and it all happens when their kids are relatively young, like in their preteen, early teen stuff, they're just wrecking each other so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some of that and then watching the king go it's okay you still have kids one will eye. be kids yeah exactly so should be interesting all right well there it is we'll be back next week next monday for episode three and Matt's and tell them what else we got coming in the future. You guys want to dabble into all the tv that's going on let me tell you we got she hulk uh we release does that come out on Tuesday? What, what, what day do we release that on podcast? It'll be out Tuesdays, so Tuesdays. Uh, so, yeah, She-Hulk, Andor is about to pop out. So if you're into Star Wars, that's about to drop here. Uh, Rings of Power, cannot wait. Pumped for that, too. Uh, love me some LOTR. Uh, and then we're going to be sprinkling some movies, more so just 
movies that have been popular in the past because there's not really anything good in theaters until I think the beginning of October and such as as far as we can tell. Sorry, AMC. <laughs> um, in fact, I actually just discontinued my uh, my A list membership for the time being because I just. I don't think I'm going to use it for a little bit, which is really sad. Uh, bring it back, though. And then uh, check us out at whatsourverdict.com, especially in the next kind of like week or so as we're going to be updating our slate for September. Again, tons of TV. Check us out on TikTok. If you are watching us live, Alex got his tiger on his right-hand shoulder. Mm-hmm. Does some videos with him. He's going to be making fun of me because I was on mute at the beginning of this uh, podcast. So... <laughs> Uh, check us out there as well. Um, and then you can listen to us wherever good podcasts are found. Apple, Spotify, Ghana, Stitcher at What's Our Verdict Reviews. And obviously, this is our YouTube channel. Um, so check us out, us out here if you want to see our beautiful faces. But don't forget, leave us a review. Uh, hit that follow, like, or subscribe button. We also love recommendations. Like we just did Super Baby Geniuses 2. Horrible oh. movie. You can't even watch it on a streaming platform. But it was a fun podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, since we're here, there was a couple of things I wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about in a while. Um, and since you brought that up, let's talk about, uh, Charles who requested, you know, baby geniuses too. He said, he sent me an email this morning after it came out saying, thanks for the review. Lots of laughs. He said, I was even crying during part of it. Uh, so yeah, he, he had a good time. We appreciate it. Uh, he gave us some more recommendations, but thanks, Charles. Looking forward. He says he's looking forward to some other things that we we got planned. So pretty excited there. Um, <laughs> here we go. No, stop it, David. So David's got some more comments here. So he says, Blading, "Blazing Saddles review." Mongo likes candy. I can't believe you put that in the comments. <laughs> and then nothing better than blading saddles unless you review vulgar which will never happen i've already vetoed that because i won't put these guys through it um so stop it dave no i'm just kidding keep them coming i promise we're gonna do a movie that's not blazing saddles but it's a cartoon version of it as you know so we'll do that because it less chance of us getting canceled so there you go controversy dave yeah (laughs) but we will do it i promise it's on the list now um, yeah, the last thing I wanted to touch on is we, we haven't talked about our reviews for a while. So we got some, Af- some more Apple reviews um, back in April. So sorry, Brad. We got Brad RCR. He left a review, five-star review. said, like, listening to a review from a friend. He's, he's, I've been listening to the podcast and watching their YouTube channel for about a year now. So thank you, Brad, for watching, listening. We appreciate the hanging out with us. Gave some really cool feedback. So uh, we haven't done that in a minute, but thanks for the review. If you guys leave us a review on Apple or wherever, we'll we'll find it and read it. It might take a while, so a few months. Within there, four Brad. months. Yeah, yeah I was like, JJ, what happened? You know, I just haven't – I forgot about it, and I just haven't looked at it. So I was hey, like, if you're, hey, if, I was you're like, if you're more vocal like David or Charles, I mean, as we all know, those that listen, Charles is now a swear word for me. So, David, <laughs> it looks like you might be joining the crew here shortly. Oh, I don't we'll, – we'll find out. But although I'm more intrigued about David's uh, – some of his stuff he's recommended. So we love, we love interacting with our fans. Keep it coming. You guys are great. Yep. All right. Well, there it is. We appreciate you watching, tuning in, listening, all those things. Uh, and uh, as always, we appreciate it. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinemagic out.